It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Wednesday and we are one step closer to fall. It's September 1st, 2021. I'm Kelly Reese and it's time for the KVMR Evening News. Up ahead, the California Report's Ezra David Romero speaks to several Tahoe evacuees of the Caldor Fire. Then, a discussion on the state's shifting parole and death penalty policies under various California governors. We'll take a brief look at local headlines and weather before Carl Sigmund and Carly Pacheco from Freed report on gubernatorial recall voting for those in Nevada County. This is the California Report. I'm Lily Jamali. Evacuation orders that have affected tens of thousands of Californians so far this fire season are now in place across the state line in Nevada as the Caldor Fire continues to push towards South Lake Tahoe. Residents in parts of Alpine County were also told to leave their homes yesterday as the fire remains active near the Kirkwood Ski Resort. Two other areas of concern, the fire is threatening both Wrights Lake and Heavenly Ski Resort. During a briefing last night, Cal Fire Operations Section Chief Eric Schwab said they're trying to push the fire away from the Tahoe Basin. We are going to try and steer it into the Tamarack Fire. Um, it's a fresh burn, and, and if we get it steered into there, whatever portion we get turned into it, um, that basically stops the spread of the fire. So that's a, a very valid tactic that um, we're actively trying to do. The Tamarack Fire started in early July and has been burning in Alpine County and along the California-Nevada border. Thousands of residents remain evacuated from their homes, and Eric Palmberg with the El Dorado County Sheriff's Department wanted to remind people that in most cases the fire is still too active to allow them back in. There's a lot of rumors out there that there are passes to get back in your house. These passes do not exist. If you live in an evacuated order area, there are no passes. The fire has burned nearly 200,000 acres and is just 18% contained. With more now on those who've been forced to leave their homes, KQED's Ezra David Romero has this report from an evacuation center in Carson City, Nevada. 68-year-old Bill Schaefer was unhoused for many years and for a time lived in the forest. Two weeks ago, he moved into an affordable housing unit in South Lake Tahoe. Now, with wildfire burning in the Tahoe Basin, he's temporarily unhoused again. It's like hitting the lottery to find a place for $350 a month. Bought a lot of things to fix it up, and then uh, hopefully it'll still be there. Tahoe is known for million-dollar mansions and sleek Airbnbs, but there are thousands of low-income workers who make the tourist destination function. Jose Mora is a construction worker from Jalisco. He has lived here for 17 years. If it burns down, I don't know if they're going to rebuilding. I don't know about that. And it's going to be millions and millions of dollars, you know what I mean, to recover from that fire. Mora is one of the Latinos who make up a third of the city's population. He's worried he won't be able to make a living if the fire burns the town. That's the same reality 34-year-old Chelsea Cunningham foresees. She rents a trailer in South Lake Tahoe. Which is unfortunate because I was born and raised there and Tahoe's changed drastically. As the Caldor fire continues to burn, Cunningham says she's anxious to know if Tahoe will remain a place she can call home. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero.
Another political hot potato has been tossed into the recall election scheduled for just two weeks from now. State Parole Board commissioners recently recommended that Sirhan Sirhan, who shot and killed Senator Robert F. Kennedy in Los Angeles in 1968, be paroled from prison. From KQED's politics team, Marisa Lagos and Scott Schaefer look into how that and a whole lot of other decisions could have very different outcomes if Governor Gavin Newsom is recalled from office. In California, governors have the final say on major parole decisions, so unless the full parole board reverses the recommendation, it'll be left to Newsom or the person who replaces him to decide Sirhan's fate. Newsom says he'll review the parole board's final recommendation before deciding, but Republicans hoping to replace Newsom see a good wedge issue and are calling on him to keep Sirhan in prison. You may well think that Sirhan Sirhan should not be paroled. Reasonable people can disagree about that. But, oh boy, politics are incredibly tied up with this. That's Robert Weisberg, co-director of the Stanford Criminal Justice Center. He says governors, Republican and Democrat, have taken very different approaches to parole decisions. Gray Davis just didn't want anybody to be paroled. Uh, Schwarzenegger changed things a little. Brown changed things considerably. Weisberg says on parole decisions, at least, Newsom has taken a slightly more cautious approach than Jerry Brown did. But he went all in on another big policy matter. Shortly after taking office, Newsom put a hold on all state executions. A new governor could instantly reverse that. So how quickly could executions resume at San Quentin? I suspect if a new governor lifts the moratorium, it's going to be largely symbolic, certainly during the very short term in which the newly elected governor serves. Because, Weisberg says, defense lawyers would ramp up legal appeals to slow down the process. In general, he says a new governor would have little ability to change criminal justice policy. While Republicans have been slamming Newsom on upticks in property crimes like shoplifting and car break-ins, they'd have little power to change the laws they see as the reason crime has increased. Even if a recall promotes a tough-on-crime message that the new governor would want to you know, deliver on, it's going to be much more focused on, hey, what have you done to me lately about the increase in street crime in Pasadena? A governor can't stop street crime, but there are some lasting and substantive decisions a governor makes. There's thousands and thousands of appointments that the governor makes, um, including judges. That's Sacramento-based political strategist Dana Williamson, a key advisor to many Democrats and a former aide to Governor Jerry Brown. So all of a sudden you could have our courts stacked with super conservative judges. As you see, you know, in the federal government, climate change policies could be impacted because the governor has appointees on the California Air Resources Board. Judges aren't the only appointments a governor makes. A new governor could fire the heads of agencies overseeing health, the environment, schools, pretty much everything, Williamson says. And then if you go to the budget, he could decide, well, I don't think the state should be spending any money on public education and completely roll back, you know, certain things that the state does. So there's a lot of consequences in a nine month period for any governor. So while the impact of a new Republican governor could be limited by a Democratic-controlled legislature and another statewide election next year, the political earthquake of having a deep blue state remove its Democratic governor would have aftershocks across the country. Tomorrow, we'll examine how a new governor with completely different ideas about combating the COVID-19 pandemic could have a profound impact in very short order. For The California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. And I'm Marisa Lagos. Support for the California Report comes from the law firm Perkins Coie, a trusted legal advisor to innovative companies and industry leaders throughout California and the world. 
Learn more at PerkinsCOIE.com. Paint Care, now with 800 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at PaintCare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. And that is the California Report for this Wednesday, September 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thank you for listening. In regional news, Lake Tahoe's biggest ski resort is preparing for the Caldor Fire to cross its property in the next 24 hours. The San Francisco Chronicle reports winds carried the flame front of the voracious fire eastward today, putting it on target to broadside Heavenly Mountain Resort overnight. The property straddles the California-Nevada border in the mountains above South Lake Tahoe, and the fire's trajectory is carrying it toward the ski area's highest point, Monument Peak. The resort, the region's largest by terrain area, has snow guns running full blast, shooting constant streams of water at critical structures and some of its 28 chairlifts. Heavenly has the most robust snowmaking system of Tahoe's 11 major resorts. Additional snowmaking hydrants and water hoses are set up around the property, primed and ready for firefighters to wield if and when the blaze arrives. The United States Forest Service has issued a new order extending existing forest closures until September 17th. As a result, all NID campgrounds and recreational facilities in the Tahoe National Forest will remain closed during this period. The closures come alongside other precautions taken to reduce fire risks and drought conditions. The original order was from August 22nd to September 6th. However, as wildfires continue to rage in the state, the September 17th extension was announced. This from Ubinet. Bob Burns, the longtime district attorney for Lassen County, became Nevada County's new assistant district attorney on Monday after being sworn into office by district attorney Jesse Wilson. The Union of Grass Valley reports Burns was selected by Wilson for the role in August and brings almost 30 years as a prosecutor to the position. Sacramento area health offices this week reported backlogs totaling at least a couple of thousand COVID-19 cases spanning much of August, attributed to a technological issue involving one of Northern California's biggest health providers. Oakland headquartered Kaiser Permanente, the nation's largest nonprofit health organization, confirmed to the Sacramento Bee on Wednesday that a lab system problem for weeks impacted its reporting of coronavirus cases from its Northern California labs. The provider said the issue is believed to be resolved. The California Department of Public Health, in a daily update to statewide COVID-19 numbers, noted that Wednesday's total of more than 23,000 cases include several thousand cases that were delayed from Northern California Kaiser Permanente. Sacramento, El Dorado, and Placer counties, in separate updates Tuesday, reported clearing backlogs, each adding significant numbers of previously unreported coronavirus cases from last month. And now for regional weather and your air quality index. The Northern Sierra Air Quality Management District and the Public Health Departments of Nevada, Plumas, and Sierra Counties are extending a joint air quality health advisory. This due to the prolonged and widespread smoke from the Dixie Fire, the Caldor Fire, and others in Northern California. And just a reminder, a red flag warning remains in effect until 11 p.m. this evening for unstable conditions, gusty winds, and low humidity for the eastern Sierra and western Nevada. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 53. 
Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 79. Current air quality is unhealthy for sensitive groups with an AQI of 144. Tomorrow, unhealthy for sensitive groups as well with a potential AQI of 143. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, widespread haze and smoke after 8 p.m. with a low around 38. Tomorrow, widespread haze and smoke before 11 a.m., then sunny with a high near 74. Current air quality is unhealthy for sensitive groups with an AQI of 121. Tomorrow, unhealthy with a potential AQI of 169. The National Weather Service has issued a special weather statement for the Truckee Tahoe region. Caldor Fire smoke simulations show prolonged periods of poor air quality near and south of Highway 50. This includes degraded air quality in the Tahoe Basin and the Reno Sparks area. Dixie Fire smoke simulations show Lassen, Plumas, and northern Washoe County will see the densest smoke. And for our friends to the south in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 53. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 84. Current air quality is good with an AQI of 41. Tomorrow, moderate with a potential unhealthy AQI of 97. Early voting in this month's special gubernatorial recall election has already started, and vote centers here in Nevada County will open this Saturday, September 4th. These vote centers will remain open daily through Election Day on September 14th. All registered voters in Nevada County should have already received a vote-by-mail ballot, which can be returned to the county election office by mail or by dropping it off at a vote center or official ballot drop box. For more, Carl Sigmund and Carly Pacheco from Freed report on what people with and without disabilities should know in order to cast their ballot here in Nevada County. We spoke with Natalie, we spoke with Natalie Adona. The Assistant Registrar of Voters for Nevada County. Natalie started by telling us what the ballot in this special election looks like. There is a one-page ballot, and most of you are going to get just the gubernatorial recall contest. There are two questions in that contest. First is, do you want to recall the governor? And the second is, if the governor is recalled, who would you like to replace him? Some voters in the Truckee Fire Protection District may also get Measure T. So that would only apply to people within the Truckee Fire Protection District and they'll find Measure T on the, on the back of the page. So all you have to do is flip it over and if you would like to vote on that contest, you may do so. Ballots went into the mail on Monday, August 16th. So everybody should have received their ballot in the mail uh, by that week. If you have not received your ballot in the mail, then please do give our office a call at 530-265-1298, or you can email us at elections.mail at co.nevada.ca.us. It is really easy to find out where uh, vote centers and uh, Dropbox locations are. There's a, a couple of ways that you can do that. Uh, first, you can check out our website, 
go to mynevadacounty.com slash recall 2021. And you will see a link to the vote center and Dropbox locations uh, all on our website. Uh, when you got your ballot, you probably also uh, maybe a week before that got your county voter information guide. And the county voter information guide not only has pages dedicated to those locations, including addresses and times of operation, but there's also an insert that's included in there. That insert also has your I voted sticker and it has a quick reference as to where all of the vote center and drop box locations are throughout the county. If for some reason you are out of the county, but you're ready to vote, that's okay too. You can drop off your vote by mail in any drop box located within the state and we will get it. We also talked with Natalie about vote center accessibility. All of our vote centers are accessible. We also have accessible voting equipment called ballot marking devices. Some of our vote center workers will refer to them as touch writers. And basically what they do is they mark the ballot for you. You can also listen to your ballot. If you require uh, some, some extra help, we have ways to uh, sort of hook up that extra help to the voting equipment. Just make sure that after you vote, you print out the ballot. If you have the opportunity, go ahead and um, review all of your choices just to make sure you got everything that you intended to get and then approach the scanner to scan your ballot for counting. You also have the ability to invite up to two people to help you vote should you choose to. And if you don't have anyone, that's okay. One of our vote center workers can help you. All you have to do is ask. And here is Natalie telling us about remote accessible vote by mail, or RAVBM, which enables California voters with disabilities to vote privately and independently from home. All you really need is to be registered in the county and an email address. So what we'll do when you um, request uh, an RAVBM, We'll go ahead and uh, cancel the ballot that we already sent you in the mail, and we'll send you a link to a digital ballot that will help you mark if you want to, or you can print it out and mark yourself. Then all you need to do is include your marked ballot in an envelope with something called an oath of voter. And that's basically the sheet of paper that we use to verify your signature. Go ahead and put your ballot and your signed oath of voter into your envelope. You can use a Dropbox to drop that off or you can use the US mail. Just make sure that we get it by the time the polls close on September 14th. The polls close at 8 p.m. And for riders of Gold Country Lift, listen up. Nevada County is partnering with the Lyft to provide free rides to and from vote centers for existing Lyft customers. Gold Country Lyft is, um, has agreed to help us transport people to the vote centers. The participating vote centers are in Western County at the Eric Rood Center, Higgins Lions Community Center, and the Gold Miners Inn. You can ride the Gold Lift for free. And those dates will be September 11th, September 13th, and September 14th. 
All you need to do is call the Gold Country Lift at 530-271-7433 to reserve your date and time. That was Natalie Adana, the Assistant Registrar of Voters for Nevada County. Here's Paul Spencer of Disability Rights California telling us about DRC's voting hotline for voters with disabilities. Disability Rights California runs a voting hotline for voters with disabilities. Uh, The number is 888-569-7955. We help people with disabilities resolve problems before and on election day. It's free, uh, it's staffed, and we'll be able to help you uh, vote privately and independently if you're having an issue with voting. Um, So please call, it's 888-569-7955. That was Paul Spencer of Disability Rights California. Freed has more information on our website for voters with disabilities. That's available at freed.org slash vote. For For KPMR, I'm Carl Sigmund. I'm Carl Sigmund. And I'm Carly Pacheco at Freed. That's our newscast for tonight, Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. We get support from Meze Eatery, family-owned, organic, conscious foods on Mill Street, Grass Valley, offering Mediterranean Middle Eastern cuisine, locally farmed ingredients for daily scratch-made pitas, falafel, baba ganoush, hummus, and salads. Online pre-order recommended. M-E-Z-E eatery.com and Sierra Ambulatory Surgery Center, LLC, providing outpatient ophthalmic surgical procedures, interventional pain management, also surgeries of the foot and ankle since 2006. Sierra Ambulatory Surgery Center on Sierra College Drive, Grass Valley, SASConline.com. Coming up at 6.30, The Sages Among Us with Holly Grimaldi Flores in her debut as host. Holly speaks to Gil Matthew, the Executive Director of the Nevada County Economic Resource Council. Then at 7, we bring you Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Happy September.